Welcome to the Leave Better Podcast, where we coach you how to overcome what's holding you back from your next level. Our goal is for you to win in your business and life. Join us in engaging conversations with extraordinary people. Here's your host, certified coach and licensed therapist, Miriam Gunn. On today's interview, I was the one being interviewed on Reimagine Success with Jesse Bondi and Melissa LaEllen. So we're going to jump in and I hope you enjoy this. It was a super fun interview to do. Welcome to Reimagine Success. So today we've got Miriam Gunn. For over 35 years, Miriam Gunn has fostered growth in others as a mentor, a licensed therapist, and a certified coach. Currently, she is passionate about helping businesses and high performers reach their next level so they can add their influence to this amazing world we share. Her company, LeaveBetter.com, is dedicated to stopping your self-sabotage so you can win in business and life. Miriam, so, so, so happy to have you on the podcast today. You're doing such great things at Leave Better and really trying to make a real difference with that. Why don't you go ahead and tell our guests a little bit about yourself, where you come from, a little bit about your story and who you are. Sure. Thanks so much. Yeah, I would say that probably my entire life I have been involved in listening to people and then helping them sort of overcome their roadblocks. So I'm a little on the quieter side. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person who uh, at a party would be in the thick of things, but on the outside of the crowd. So I might not be the one just chiming in. I would probably be listening. But generally, over time, someone grabs me and pulls me aside and says, hey, can we talk about? And I'd be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> so initially, in high school, the people who were just like, oh, my boyfriend this and my boyfriend that and, you know, stuff like that. And then in college, I got involved in a mentoring program with university students. And I did that for about 25 years after I graduated. I just loved it. I love building into people's lives. Yeah. Uh, but often they needed maybe more help than I was trained to give them. And so I helped them get into therapy. And after I took so many people to therapy and they were like, hey, will you sit on the session with me? And I said, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I should just get this degree. So mm -hmm. I got the degree. Um, and loved it, loved being a marriage and family therapist. At one point, I was on the receiving end of some really good coaching, mm. and it just changed my life. Now, I had done a bunch of therapy that had also changed my life, mm -hmm. um, but I was in this space where I was ready to look forward instead of back, and this coaching changed my stars, really, honestly, and I was like, I got to learn how to do that. So at that point, I went and got certified in two different places, and that's currently what I do. I work with mostly business owners, founders, high performers, and I, I'm still doing the same thing, listening, where are they stuck, how can I help them get to their next level of health or revenue, and um, it's great. You know, a lot of people would be very scared to venture out and kind of do something a little bit different that's outside of their comfort zone and they have to go in, back to school. Were you a little intimidated by going and doing anything else or you just went for it? Well, I would say my whole life, I've been a lifelong learner. I, when I was younger, I would have like the year of, 
and it would be the year of like the bonsai tree. And I would read every book in the library. This was before the internet, guys. <laughs> I would read every book in the library on bonsai trees. Or I had the year hmm. of dogs and dog training, mm -hmm. and I would read every book in the library on that. And then I started teaching dog training classes. I would say when I went back to school, I had a 20-year gap, and that was hard. You know, yeah. you go back, and everybody's the age of your kids and you feel stupid for a second. And then I was like, oh my gosh, what a privilege. I have the opportunity to do this. And yeah. really after one or two days, I was just me. I've always been mm -hmm. me. And yeah, I have more wrinkles as I get older, but I'm still just me. So yeah, it was good. Well, I love what you said. You had the opportunity. A lot of people don't take the time to realize the opportunities that are in front of them. So what are some of the ways that you find that people really self-sabotage themselves? I would say that it primarily stems from mindset that then trickles down into habits. And the, the fascinating thing is that, you know, at one point in my life, I was working with people who were young enough, they didn't even have jobs. Now I'm working with millionaires and people who have larger companies and it is still the same problem it just plays out at a different scale mm -hmm. people have issues in their mindset about how they think about how a problem can be addressed mm -hmm. and then uh, that mindset plays out in behaviors that are done or not done mm -hmm. so self-sabotage i think probably the number one mindset i would talk about is the victim mindset where mm -hmm. people think that life happens to them mm. instead of them happening to life. Mm -hmm. And so there's, I mean, there's another way to call this. It's a little more technical, but where's your locus of control? And certain people have an internal locus of control. They believe that they have the ability to affect change on life. And then there's these other people who have an external locus of control where they believe life happens to them as a result of things that other people do. Now, of course, there are, you know, things like hurricanes and there are things like political weirdness and laws changing and this, that, and the other. There are some things that are out of our control. I'm not going to be all, you can do it. It's just you, blah, blah. No, it's, <laughs> it's not that. But we have control over so much more than yes. we think we do. Yeah. When you are working with a client, what kind of progression do you typically see? I would say typically I'm working with the owner or the founder. Mm -hmm. So initially, I mean, sometimes the C-suite, it depends on the structure in the company. Initially, mm -hmm. everybody is a little bit tense. Yes. You know, I have worked with some people like this where they know they're good and they know they can be better mm -hmm. and they aren't nearly as tense because they don't feel like there's something wrong they just feel like they're on a path and they want to accelerate it mm -hmm. those are just amazing entrepreneurs to work with because they already have the mindset of i can do this i just want to do it better and faster mm -hmm. other times there are folks who you know are amazing people and they find themselves in the midst of a problem. And I think on their end, there's some shame because they feel like they can't punch through this problem. Entrepreneurs as a whole, they they are pretty much of the mindset, I can do this, I can figure this out. Mm -hmm. And when they get into a space where they can't figure it out and they just get stuck, then their whole sense of being comes into question. So by the time you invite someone into that space, 
there's a little bit of a lack of trust in themselves, maybe mm-hmm. in me. And I would say that initial six months is it's good and it's getting to know the person and getting to address the problem, but it isn't the same as a year Mm -hmm. later when we have fond affection for one another and they trust me. You know, there's, there's a mistrust on both sides because, you know, coaching isn't cheap and everybody wants results and sometimes results take a little bit of time. I remember this is a company I've been going into for quite a while. And they totally made fun of my height. I am not a very tall person. (laughs) And I thought to myself, this is awesome. Finally, finally, there is enough trust and fond affection that I can be teased and they know that it won't go badly. Why do you think it is that people will just abandon dreams? So much of it depends on how you were raised. Jesse, you were Mm -hmm. talking about the way that you were raised in this space of feedback is given in real time and you learn how to deal with it and move forward there are some kids people who grow up where parents honor a dream and they say chase after that space and they teach children how to be maybe putting some actions to those those ideas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of families where that is not the case and where kids have to fight for even their own thoughts they're told what to think and they're told how to behave you know, that goes back to that Mm -hmm. locus of control. If you are not raised with an internal locus of control, Mm -hmm. it's going to take you a while to sort of dismantle those ideas and to be able to move forward in a way that allows you to hold on to a dream. Also, in terms of brain science, certain people are definitely more visionary and other people are more like nuts and bolts let's get this done and you need both of them dream is a multi-step process you know it's not it's not an annual plant it's a tree Mm -hmm. the seed has to be there and germinate and grow and then every year it gets a little bit bigger and um, so many people's ideas are well hey i planted it why didn't it grow why isn't it producing anything okay i'm done (laughs) Right. You just said so many amazing things in that one little small section. There's visionaries and then there's the nuts and bolts. I'm the more visionary. Mm -hmm. I'm the more one that's kind of coming up with ideas. And Jesse's like, okay, let's execute it. But I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they should, especially entrepreneurs, they feel like they should have all of the skills. They need to be the CPA. They need to know this and they need to know everything. Why is it so important for entrepreneurs to focus on the skills they're good at instead of the skills they're not good at and maybe hiring from the outside to get those skills in place. Yeah, this is also a complex question because initially, if you're a solopreneur, you don't have the money to hire all these people. And you're like, I have to learn how to wear all these hats. Mm -hmm. But then as you make more money and you can hire people, now we run into the problem of finding someone like-minded enough that it works, but different-minded enough that your skill set is covered. I think that you guys have managed to navigate your differences so that it works in a way that feels like a strength to the whole Mm -hmm. and you don't rub against each other wrong. But in general, 
visionary people find nuts and bolt people super frustrating it's like oh my gosh just get your head a little bit bigger why are you stuck on the how are we going to do this just believe and while the nuts and bolts people are going if you change what we're doing one more time right apart can you just let us finish one thing first <laughs> yeah you guys have the privilege of being married and you love each other yeah <laughs> however when you have hired someone what i find a lot of ceos do is they're like i can't work with this person and then they fire them mm -hmm. and then they hire someone similar to themselves and they have not staffed their liabilities so yeah. this business of finding both of those things is much more uh, it, it takes a little bit of magic i think maybe mm -hmm. yeah so with leave better what are some ways that you're trying to make things better in the business realm for across the board my hope would be that as people become more successful whatever that means to them that that creates freedom that creates a space of abundance that then trickles down into doing good in whatever way that they can. My opinion of business as a younger person, or maybe wealthy people is just that they were super selfish or stuck up or, you know, just buying the 12th BMW and the yacht <laughs> and the whatever. And yeah, there are for sure people like that, but there are also are other people who understand that those resources can create good in this world and mm -hmm. we need we need injections of capital to to create change and movement i personally really care about environmental things i know other people that really care about social justice things they're all important and they all take a grassroots effort from people but they also take injections of capital yeah. so my ultimate goal is to help people become mentally healthy enough that they care about stuff like that and fiscally wealthy enough that they can do something about that. So in the short term, then, you know, as I'm working with these companies, my goal is that their revenue doubles and triples and mm. quadruples. And mm -hmm. that doesn't always happen, but it happens more often than not. And yeah. then I work on their mindset on thinking beyond just themselves and you know everybody is on a spectrum so everybody wants to think that they are doing good and they are but they're they could be doing more good yeah mm -hmm. you know and they think that their mindset is you know healthy or whatever and then you ask the right question and it stops them in their tracks and they go oh i never thought about that before you've talked a lot about taking control and and how people think that they have no control over their lives the average workers in a lot of organizations they feel like they're sometimes just a number sometimes just a, a random person that nobody cares about they have no control over anything how can somebody in that situation start to to change their mindset and have a bigger part in the role that they play in their organization i feel like there are a tremendous amount of resources. You know, if you're older than 30, you can read books. I think people under 30 can read books too, but I've yeah. been under the impression they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a ton of podcasts and things on YouTube. I follow a whole bunch of influencers who put out great content. It doesn't mm -hmm. cost anything. Get some ideas other than your own in your head and start trying stuff. 
You have to, at some point, believe that you can change. Then you have to start getting some inputs that are different than what you currently have. So if you always watch the same channels and always listen to the same people, whether that's the people in your family or the people in your workplace, or you're never going to get a new input. And it takes new input to give new ideas, to then take new action. And all of this requires at a at different levels some courage you know if you're discouraged in the workplace it might take some courage to say i can ask for a different level of compensation or i can say i don't think that this policy is fair it doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is going to listen to you they may or may not depending on the corporate structure but the thing that you can do is work on yourself, work on your confidence, work mm -hmm. on your ability to think clearly, work on your ability to communicate clearly and with respect and with intent. Yeah. Those are the places I would say people need to start. What stops people from figuring out their passion or walking in confidence? I keep thinking about an experiment that was done in the 60s that was terrible and would be illegal now, mm -hmm. but it involved animals and it involves um, ha having them be shocked and the animal could jump off the plate where it was being shocked. Mm -hmm. Then they tied it up so that it couldn't jump off and it was shocked but couldn't do anything. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. Eventually, what the animal does is it, it cries and it curls up and it does nothing. Then they unhook the animal and they, it's, it's basically free, you know, it's free, mm -hmm. but they, you know, continue to administer the shock and the animal still lays there and it won't move because in its brain, it doesn't believe that it has freedom and it actually has to be led off of the platform. And what's terrible is it has to be led like, I don't know, 200 and 73 times or some huge number wow. and the whole thing is entitled learned helplessness and the thing that they learned from that is that people are the same and so when you are raised where you aren't treated with respect where you don't feel safe where you don't feel like you have regard you learn in your brain i'm not worth it i'm not worth anything and it's one thing for people who have been raised in safe environments to say, oh my gosh, just change your mindset. You can, you know, you're better than this. You're bigger than this. Mm -hmm. That is true, but it is not as easy as just switch your mindset. I think it takes many, many repetitions. And this is where therapy is awesome because you can bounce those spaces mm -hmm. around with your therapist, or you can do something like EMDR, which is a trauma-based protocol that actually really speeds up this process. You have to reprogram your brain at a neurophysiological level. You have a whole bunch of tracks in your brain that say, I can't do this. I can't dream bigger. I can't change who I am. You have to change that programming. And it's very difficult. Like that requires will. And sometimes mm -hmm. people don't even have will. Yeah. And, you know, like if you're taking it down to the very most basic level, maybe there needs to be an act of God where somebody you know, who is kind comes into that person's life and begins coaching them and telling them you can change, you can do this. But again, like I said, there are podcasts and there are mm -hmm. YouTubes and so many people just sit in front of Netflix, waste huge amounts of time yes. Yes. where you could be developing your mindset instead. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are books, there's literature, there's so many ways that you can learn and you can grow and you can accomplish what you would like to accomplish and get a mentor. It's really important, especially now to have a mentor. I would also add to that, get rid of people in your life that are holding you back from mm -hmm. reaching your potential. Tell our listeners what what kind of stuff you talk about on your podcast, where they can find it, and uh, a little bit about it so that they can check that out as well. I interview entrepreneurs. Generally, we're talking about what have they learned in the context of the pitfalls, the joys, you know, what have they learned? And it, it's entitled Wisdom and Practicality for Business and Life. People really try to get me to pigeonhole this in business or self-development and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that because there's crossover. It's like if you are failing in your business, you're failing in your life. Yeah. And if your life is going great, but your business isn't earning any revenue, then it still is not a success. They're welcome to contact me at Miriam at leavebetter.com if they're interested in coaching or just have a question. You work with, with business owners all around the world or are you just here in the United States? Yeah, I would say I work with anyone in the range of zoom so okay. i definitely have international clients but you have to have a stable internet connection is there anything uh final any kind of final advice that you would like to leave our listeners with before we wrap this up i, I was in seattle not that long ago and i bought this at a store i don't know what you call it but it's a little glass like a little thing. plaque yeah, it's a little plaque and it says you have exactly one life in which to do everything you'll ever do act accordingly. Mm, I love that. That's so great. Miriam, you are making a difference in the world yes. every single day, not only with entrepreneurs, but also, you know, with your podcast, you're making differences all over the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to pursue more in the self-development realm for you and your business, contact us at leavebetter.com where you leave better, and in addition, you leave the people and earth around you better as well. Think about this. Where you are currently is as a result of the decisions you made six months ago. Similarly, the actions you take today set you up for six months from now. So do something today that pushes you toward that next level of you. One last thing before you go, become the dealer of growth in your sphere of influence by sharing this episode with two friends. And if you'd like to help me personally, leave a review because yes, that actually does help. Now, go be intentional.